0: Josh small business expert. Every episode, I pick one review on Yelp and talk to the entrepreneur and the reviewer about the story and business lessons behind their interaction. This week, we'll hear from Rob, owner of a Meze-style restaurant in Miami, and Joe, a frequent patron of that restaurant. Let's see what's behind this week's review. I heard of Doya through Yelp Elite, actually. They had
1: an event there, and I, it was a sampler event, and I really loved the place. I've, I've actually been back, I think, four times now. I went back the next day and then went back a couple more times with clients. I work there in downtown, and it's pretty close by in Wynwood. And it was just terrific. I really loved the place. So it's, it's on my heavy rotation of places I like to go.
0: That's Joe, a Yelp user from Miami. He's talking about Doya, a new meze-style Aegean restaurant in the eclectic arts district of Wynwood. Let's hear his review. Relatively new Turkish
1: place in Wynwood, and it knocks the cover off the ball with near perfect five-star food, five-star service, and five-star ambitons. I first went for a Yelp Elite event to try it out, then went back a couple of days later with clients for more. Yeah, it's really that good. It's got five-star food. Almost everything is a unique update on traditional Eastern Mediterranean dishes. Every one of those comes out meze style, which is more or less Turkish tapas. My absolute favorite was the mumara, and that's red peppers ground with pomegranates and walnuts. Food prices are reasonable for the terrific quality of food, and it's usually an expensive neighborhood too. For a newish place, the service runs like a Swiss clock. The staff is enormously friendly. They explain the finer portions of the food and filled drinks, etc., without ever being asked. It's five-star ambience. Doya gets the outdoor ambience just right. There's no enclosure wall, but an implied boundary with the street in the form of a railing and plants. The whole effect is intimate, but also open to fun, Winwood people-watching. In short, I loved this place so much for a special event that I went back a couple of days later.
0: To customers like Joe, dining at Doya is an experience. Nestled in a neighborhood of galleries, venues, and old warehouses, Joe associates Doya with good food, but also good ambiance. To owner Rob and his co-founders, an inviting physical space was key when they first built their restaurant. Let's hear what Rob has to say.
2: So we're in Wynwood, a very eclectic hip neighborhood in Miami, and we've taken an old warehouse that was literally four walls and a leaking ceiling and turned it into what we think is a beautiful space with some Mediterranean influences, but very warm. We have a very large outdoor space that we call a garden oasis, can seat about 100 guests. And then inside we have this beautiful theater open kitchen. And then we have this beautiful big bar that can seat between 30 and 40 people. It's a eclectic mix of materials that we've used. We didn't want it to be so uniform. We didn't want it to be a cookie cutter. We, so we went with a space that we think did some justice to what Winwood is all about, at the same time, do justice to what our product and the experience that we're looking
0: for is about. Building such a unique restaurant space was a labor of love for Rob and his team. It also required a lot of time, effort, and money. And the team actually ended up 30% over budget during development. While Rob admits they underestimated the task of property development, the final result was undeniably amazing. Customers like Joe are now able to enjoy a Mediterranean-inspired meal surrounded by the perfect ambiance. But before we get into the customer experience, let's get to know Doya a bit more.
2: We started Doya many, many years ago with two of my business partners, Jerry and Erhan. We had spent so many evenings at Erhan's home, enjoying his cooking. And Erhan, you must know, was the original founder of a restaurant in Miami called Mandolin, which many people know, also Aegean. And he had this big kitchen counter. And all of us would, on a Sunday afternoon, sit behind that kitchen counter. Erhan on the other side of the kitchen counter with his kitchen and putting all these lovely plates in front of us all would enjoy them. Subsequently, we did several trips to Greece and to Turkey, to the Aegean region, and All three of us have a history in hospitality. I used to work in hospitality back in London for a long time, a long time ago, 20 years ago. So we then said, look, we have to do something together and we have to sort of try to capture this experience that we have at Adhan's home and the experiences we've had traveling through the Aegean region together.
0: The collective decision to start Doya was clearly driven by the friend's passion for travel and home-style Aegean food. But as always, starting a restaurant is a combination of passion and business.
2: The first decision that we had was a very natural one, which is that we said to each other, we to an extent, want to follow our heart and soul. And we want to pour our heart and soul into this thing. And that might not always be the most rational or the most wise business decision one can make. But when you talk about hospitality business, if you can translate all that into a viable business model, of course it is. Because in the end, people notice authenticity in it when we think appreciate appreciate authenticity. So a lot of the sort of business decisions when it comes to product development, uh, some of the things regarding service, because we have such a history in the industry, they were fairly easy to make decisions on. The long and short of it is that we simply, we spend a lot of time writing a business plan, not just the numbers, but also just to try to put it into words. And in the end, I think we have 60 pages of a business plan that we could have taken maybe to a bank or to an investor, but in the end, we decided to do everything ourselves, but it was there. And I don't think we left any eventuality undiscovered or unnoticed before we started. And of course, you, you run into so many issues and so you have to go left where you want to go, right. You want to go, you have to go right where you want to go. left. This happens so many times when you actually start, but to have that foundation, not just on the passion side, but also on the business side, I think that especially when it comes to the hospitality industry. You typically get people that either come from a chef background and people come with that passion and knowledge and, and everything that come, that professionalism. And you have people that maybe only come from the business side. But when you merge those two together, we think
0: that that's where truth we told is where a lot of the magic then happens. Inspired by their trips to Greece and Turkey, Rob and the team crafted a Meze-style menu format. This modern take on traditional Mediterranean food has really resonated with customers like Joe, and the shared plate-style dishes helped the restaurant stand out. One thing the team paid careful attention to was the quality of their ingredients. If you're a restaurant owner, getting the ingredients right can sometimes be the key to elevating a good dining experience into a great one.
2: So one of the things we liked so much about our many trips to the region is that you come to these people's restaurants and many times you're greeted by the owner and the owner takes you to an area where he has the cold mesa on display. So the cold dishes are often prepared and they're ready to be served. And quite often that owner then tells you about some of the things he has that evening. And then, of course, the hot plates it's, it's a different section. And you sit down and the idea was not to have your typical three course experience, not to have your big Caesar salad, a steak and a cheesecake, but something where people at an affordable price point can try many different things at the same time. So that's what we've tried to set out to do. And then all the plates that are coming out of the hot kitchen are cooked over a wood-fired oven. One of the things that Joe picked up on that I was so, so pleased about is that we do really care about the ingredients. And there's a nice example of that, which is that Erhan, the, the chef, my business partner and friend, he's obsessive, obsessive about tomatoes. So just to get that one tomato right, even in his previous restaurant, was a big deal. And now it's a big deal. So we try for everything to be fresh and to be from a reputable source. And in the end, we notice that people notice the difference in quality of the ingredients and often at times a subconscious thing, but people notice.
0: The food itself is obviously a crucial component of the restaurant experience, but what about the service? Especially during certain times of day, restaurants can get pretty hectic and it's easy for servers to feel overwhelmed. In these cases, how do you streamline the ordering and serving process so that customers feel taken care of? We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll hear about Joe's experiences at Doya and what makes great customer service so impactful. A lot of investment apps make it easy to start trading, but just because it's easy to do doesn't mean you know what you're doing. That's what makes Wealthfront different. They make it easy to invest, and they make it easy to get smarter about investing. Start with Wealthfront's classic portfolio or make it your own with socially responsible funds, crypto trusts, and hundreds of other investments. Either way, they'll set you up in minutes with a portfolio that you can count on for the long term. Wealthfront was designed by financial experts to help you turn your good ideas into great investments without the hassle of doing everything yourself. You're protected from unnecessary risk because your portfolio is diversified across asset classes. Don't want to spend hundreds of hours trying to lower your tax bill? They help you with that too. Not sure how to rebalance your portfolio or what rebalancing is? They do it automatically. Wealthfront is trusted with over $27 billion in assets, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth. To start building your wealth and get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com forward slash behind the review. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash behind the review to start building your wealth. That's wealthfront.com forward slash behind the review to get started today. And we're back. Something that stuck out to Joe on his first visit was how the friendly service made him feel at ease. Sometimes it's the little interactions and subtleties that count.
1: Part of it is just someone would walk by that wasn't actually the server, but they would notice like the water glass is empty and say, well, let me get that for you. That kind of thing buys an incredible amount of goodwill. That's a big deal. It also, it kind of had the feel of almost like eating in a friend's house and trying their cuisine, like whatever their specialties were, because... They'll usually say, oh, I I made this pie, but it's got this special thing that only my grandmother did. And they kind of go through all the details. Nobody was really rushing to, you know, deliver the food and rush away. And they were actually pretty busy, especially when I went the second time, like basically the next day. They were pretty busy and, you know, they weren't rushing with, you know, just dropping a plate, and kind of darting off. They were sort of, you know, hey, did you like that one? This one's made of the same thing, you know, that kind of stuff. If they could bottle and sell that, they'd make a fortune, you know, because a lot of places don't do that.
0: To Rob, this was a sign that the team's hard work and training had paid off.
2: I was so humbled and honored that he picked up on that we had been open for a little. And I made a note of it, right? It starts with the fact that when we sat down, the three of us, and we wanted to sort of think about what the experience should be, we thought long and hard about what we can do to make the job for the server, for the host, as easy as possible. And when I say as easy as possible, don't take that the wrong way. We just wanted to make sure that the person that looks after our guests has the time to give the attention that the guests need and also has the time because we are a concept where we do small plates in family style, where they have sufficient time to change out plates, to put new plates down. So when guests sit down, the menu is already on the table. And you have to know that we have a fairly ambitious menu that has 50 to 60 menu items on them, which is quite remarkable by any standard for any restaurant. We can do that because half of those items are coming out of the cold kitchen and there's a lot of prep involved with that. But having the menu on the table, having the cold dishes already prepared and and an ability to serve those plates fairly quickly once people have place the order, just allows for the host, for the waiter, for the server, a little bit more time to spend on other things. So it it starts with that. Then I think that we've taken a lot of time in training the staff and new people that come in, they go through a rigorous training process as well. And a lot of the training that we do focuses on product and menu knowledge. Because in the end, we don't want to be a pretentious restaurant where a lot of the rules and regulations people might think of when they say they don't apply we want to have natural hospitality natural service and we like it very much if the personality of the server of the waiter shines through a little bit in that experience so it starts with giving them the tools to be themselves and then from that everything flows naturally and then you've asked how do we communicate with the staff Every day before service, all the chefs, all the waiting staff, all of us, we get together and we talk about the service that's upcoming. That's not uncommon. A lot of restaurants do that. We like to think that we put some extra special attention on that. And I think that maybe one of the most important things in all of this is that we like to create a work atmosphere that is respectful, that is appreciative to the staff. And the cliché is so true in the hospitality industry, which is treat your staff right, and they treat your guests right. And we take that very serious.
0: It's clear that every aspect of Doya was well thought out by Rob and his business partners, Erhan and Jerry. From the cold and hot dishes to the interior and exterior, and now to service, these decisions were all made with the customer in mind. These details are all things that business owners themselves are able to control. On the flip side, how customers feel about your products and services can be out of your control. And that can be scary. To put something out there and not know how it will be received. Rob anticipated this going into Doya.
2: When you start your business you're aware that you're opening up yourself to the world and you're opening yourself to to criticism and sometimes deservedly so. It's a terrifying prospect when you just open because you've put all your blood, sweat and tears, your passion, your life savings into the whole thing. And then you're sort of waiting, well, what are people going to say about us? And, and thankfully, thankfully, it's been rewarding. It's been very positive. It's been, it's been great. I can tell you this, it's extremely important. We hear it from everybody. I went so many times to people to their tables and say, you know, how did you find us? Everything is online now. It's table, it's Yelp, it's Google, it's Facebook.
0: But even with anticipating it and ultimately getting tons of incredibly positive feedback, that's not to say the Doya team hasn't experienced a few bumps here and there.
2: Oh, I have such a good example of that. There was one person, it was not on Yelp, by the way, but there was one person, I won't mention his name, but he's a fairly well-known reviewer from a very well-known platform. And they gave us a very positive review, but the individual was not impressed with one of our dishes, which is a pita comfort. And we invested $25,000 in an oven that came from Italy. We have a Turkish baker that has been baking for 30 years that probably took the recipe from a previous generation. And then we go through this elaborate process of having our, you know, like in Italian, but 24 hours, right? And then we import some of the most beautiful cheese from Greece. And we put this very generous serving of real truffle on the thing and it's just it's a work of art and then this particular individual didn't like it and it's fair Tim, right it's everybody's taste is different and this is clearly somebody who didn't like it, and it's fair enough they didn't like the dish but it's one of those things where you think wow we went through all this trouble and only two items on our menu come out of this beautiful, big wood-fired oven. So that was an instance where we thought, hmm, might not be entirely fair. But again, it doesn't necessarily have to be fair. If he was expressing what his personal taste was on this particular dish and he didn't like it, it's only fair. Of course, as a business owner, you're always thinking, wow, how does that impact somebody who who reads this? But in all fairness, the overall review of this person was fantastic and we have nothing to complain about.
0: I'm sure many of you business owners have had a similar experience, a consumer who didn't like your main dish or offering, even though it was executed flawlessly by your standards. Hearing this criticism of their pita dish that they had invested so much time and history into gave the team pause to ask themselves, do we need to adjust? But ultimately, they reminded themselves that some consumer opinions are purely subjective, and you can't help that. Everyone doesn't love everything. And to give you more insight into what customers consider in a review, let's see what Joe has to say. As a Yelp Elite member, he writes tons of helpful, well-thought-out reviews and even evaluates different parts of the experience separately.
1: It sort of seems like the three major things for most venues, sometimes if they don't have food at all, there's obviously no star thing for food, but food and beverage... Ambiance and service seem like kind of the three main things for most places where you're going to go out and do almost anything. And it also helps me kind of think through, okay, maybe this part was great, that part wasn't so great. I sorted out in my own head like what was the plus, what was the minus. In this case, it was it was pretty much almost all pluses. So I didn't have any yes but kind of sentences in this one. So I I think that's why I do it. It kind of helps me keep organized and think through different aspects and which parts worked. For, for me, rating things, it's always got to be, I'm pretty fault-tolerant. I mean, you know, unless, unless someone is wildly rude, there's not going to be a one or a two-star thing for a service. Even if somebody's having a really bad day, that's only going to be a three, you know? <laughs> I've always kind of baffled when people are really, really hard on, uh, on service industry things.
0: Joe is the type of understanding, lenient reviewer who will cut a restaurant some slack for mix-ups or honest mistakes. But as we all know, not everyone is. Rob knows that mixture critical reviews are inevitable, and it's important to acknowledge it. While you might not be able to change a customer's mind, what you can do is change your mentality about reviews.
2: Look, it's a mindset. It's really a mindset. From the get-go, we knew that we were going to get reviews that were negative when we think they were undeservedly so. But we've also had a few reviews where people have commented on things that in that particular moment, they weren't happy about it. We thought, "Mm, you know, they might be, they're probably right on this. So it's very much a mindset. And it's something that when you get into it before you start, and especially when you start a restaurant, you have to be a bit thick-skinned and you have to sometimes just be able to let it go. All I can say is be confident about what you're doing. And if all your intentions and executions are right, then it'll, it'll all work
0: out. Get all the news. Food Make boom. The this episode featured conversations with Rob Vandenblink, one of the owners of Doya, as well as Joe, a Yelp reviewer living in Miami. Special thanks to Elisa Gao, who helped write this episode. To learn more about the episode, check out the blog post. And don't forget to subscribe so you get an alert each Thursday when a new episode comes out. To claim your own Yelp business page and start engaging with consumers, visit business.yelp.com. And for those listeners who might want to try Yelp ads, we have a special offer. Use code BTRPOD300 to get started today. That's B-T-R-P-O-D-300 to get started today. And a $300 upfront credit will be applied instantly. Charges apply once credit is used, cannot be combined with other offers. Any unused credit expires 90 days from date of acceptance. Eligible businesses only, subject to Yelp's Master Advertising Terms. This offer expires at the end of 2021. Our theme song is performed by Ali Schwartz and produced by Robbie G of Masserole Sound. The show was produced and edited by Entrepreneur Media.